Boom. Good morning. Good morning. On today's podcast, I have special guest, Kevin Palmieri. Kevin is the founder and co-host of the Next Level University podcast. Early in his life, Kevin found success, but after a brush with near suicide, he realized he wasn't living a life he truly wanted. He became passionate about self-improvement and decided to make it his purpose in life to impact as many people as possible by becoming a role model, podcaster, and speaker. He has succeeded to make his podcast one of the top 100 with over 1,100 episodes and listened in over 125 countries. He has taken his life to the next level and achieved both personal and professional success. Have a listen. Welcome to your Hidden Edge podcast, where there's a belief that each and every one of us has a hidden edge, one that could unlock that next level of success in any area of life. Unfortunately, that edge is hidden, tucked away and buried deep underneath layers and layers. In this podcast, we'll uncover the hidden edge of high-performance leaders, executives, athletes, coaches, and authors to open your mind and stretch your frame of reality. If you know you want more, can do more, and be more, then this is the right podcast for you. Let's uncover your hidden edge. Welcome to the show. I'm excited to have special guest Kevin Palmieri on the show. Kevin, welcome to the show. Jeff, thank you for having me. I'm excited to try to match that energy of yours and see where the conversation goes today, buddy. Yeah, I'm, I'm truly excited for, for this discussion. So appropriate. Time-wise, new year, everybody's tackling these missions, these resolutions that they're they're uh, they're on the chase of. So let's dive right into your hidden edge. I know it's about you know habits and, and tracking. So go ahead. Yeah, I would say my my hidden edge is consistency and just getting a little bit better every day. I think that we drastically underestimate small improvements over time. And the interesting thing, and one of my favorite quotes in the world: from day to day, progress is invisible. Jeff worked out today. Jeff worked out yesterday. There's no difference really. But from year to year, the progress is impossible to miss. So I would say that is the big one for me. It's it's getting a little bit every day, a little bit better every day, and then tracking my my things so I know exactly what I'm doing. I can look back and say, I mean, you only worked out, you know, 150 days last year. Is that why you didn't get the results you want? Okay, that makes sense. Or you worked out 300 days last year. Is that why you got the results you wanted? Okay. You know, having that data there is very important. I love it. I love how you said day-to-day progress isn't visible. I've got two sons, 14 and 12. They get very frustrated when they don't see the progress, even though they're, they're basketball players right now, right? They're, they're working on their ball handling and they're frustrated. It's not showing up in the games. And I said, it will eventually, you just have to be committed. And I think that's such a huge trap that people fall into is especially, you know, with the, with the new year and starting out, they don't see that progress. Then they think, immediately, well, it's not working. Mm. And then they give up, right? So how did you, one, discover, hey, that day-to-day progress? I I can't really tell, but I've got to have faith. I got to believe that it's going to happen. How'd you discover that? How'd you dive into it? Yeah, I'm very blessed because my business partner kind of mentored me when it came to this. Uh, When I started, so I ended up, I had a a six-figure job. I ended up leaving because I was miserable and I'm sure we'll dive into that. And I went full-time into podcasting. And starting a business. And my business partner said, okay, this is what I want you to do. Every single day, I want you to choose five things to do. If you do them, you get a check mark. If you don't do them, you get an X. And at the end of the day, you figure out, okay, you did five out of five, you got hundred percent. I want you to try to get above 80% every day. It's like, all right, that seems easy enough. I think a lot of us, we, 
we think success is like all these external things that we got to go out and do. And in reality, it's pick five, 10, 15, 20 things and do them every day. The odds of you not being successful if you're doing the right things are very, very slim. And this is the other interesting thing. You don't even always have to do the right things. Oftentimes, the wrong things will lead you to the right things if you do them consistently enough. So my business partner implanted that in my head. And one of the interesting things about me, Jeff, is my... So there's awareness and there's implementation. Right. The, the reason I didn't have the results I wanted in my life were because I had a lack of awareness. Once I have a new awareness, I usually take action very, very, very quickly. So having the ability to track that action has, has been very helpful for me. You know, I love how you talked about awareness because so many people aren't aware mm. and that's the first step in the process to, oh my gosh, something can happen if I'm consistent day in, day out. I just trust the process. I reflect when I get to a point, is this working or not? You see it. Or what I love to do is, is have people ask others, hey, what are you seeing? Because it's, mm. it's always, people can mm. see things that you can't see on a daily basis. Mm. And it might just be two weeks and you might see someone you haven't seen in a while and they might be like, oh my God, you look great. What are you doing? And then you're like, nothing's changed. Actually it has, you just can't see it yourself. So that's mm. a, that's a powerful practice to get into. And then, you know, moving from awareness to implementation and taking action, right? Once you have an awareness, you've got to take action. And to your point, it can be imperfect action, of course. but then you get momentum and then you figure it out along the way. And so many times I think people get stuck with, I got to have this exact plan of how it's going to work. No plan works the way you think it's going to happen, right? You've yeah. just got to adjust and, and modify. The other piece is, is related to tracking. So let's dive into that. Mm -hmm. Obviously your mentor said, Hey, here's five things. You got a list. Are there other ways that you track your progress on a daily basis that would be beneficial to the, uh, to the audience? Yeah. I mean, now we have it in spreadsheets where there's an algorithm and it does all, you know, it does all the stuff, but for, for most people, if they're out there, I think sustainability is the most important thing. So I would say, break it up into health, into wealth and into love, and then ask yourself, okay, what are my current habits under health? What am I doing every day? What am I doing under wealth? And what am I doing under love? If you're happy about your answers, cool. That's a great awareness. If you're not, then we have to start to implement. So I always say, number one, every day when you wake up, track your finances. I think that's the best thing in the world you can do for wealth, especially if you're somebody who is very new to understanding what wealth means and all that happy jazz. Mm -hmm. Under health, jump on the scale. Yeah, exercise is important and tracking food is important, but in the beginning, building a sustainable habit is the most important thing. So jump on the scale. That's a great place to, to live. And then the, for, for love, every night before I go to bed, my wife and I play the gratitude game. Okay. So one thing that you're grateful for about me, one thing I'm grateful for about her, and if you do that every day, that's the thing. In the beginning, it doesn't seem like it does anything. Oh, I'm grateful that you made dinner. It was amazing. Oh, I'm grateful you work so hard for us in the family. Awesome. Great. But when you do that for a month, two months, six months, things start to happen. So I would say whatever is sustainable for you. We've had people that use flashcards. We've had people that use apps. We've had people that use spreadsheets. Whatever is sustainable for you where you can actually get out of the emotion of the lack of progress and get into the logic of visualizing the progress. And I love how you touched on sustainable for you. I just mm. actually had this conversation with, with my wife who said, you know, I want to meditate every day this year. And she said, but how do you define meditation? Cause I, I do 10 minutes every day in the morning as part of my morning fire routine. And she says, do I have to do 10 minutes? I said, no, 
do three <laughs> breaths, 15 second breaths. You define it, right? I think so many times we get fixated on what is somebody else doing? Yeah. Focus on yourself. What works for you? And then when you find what works, do it over and over and over again until it becomes second nature and it becomes a, becomes a habit. So this, you touched on another point when we first opened up reflection. Mm. I feel like that is a missed piece. How did you come about reflecting? And then what are ways you do it to adjust and, and change? So you're sure you're, you're doing things that work and, and are sustainable. I am very blessed as are you where we have a podcast and I can look back a year and say, this is this was my energy. This was what was going on in my life. This is the bank account balance I had. This is what was happening. So for me, it started when I would be either very, very high emotionally or very, very low emotionally. When I was very high emotionally, I would reflect on how far we've come. Okay. When I was very low emotionally, I would reflect on how far we've come. And that has always helped me with the perspective of like, this is a really weird journey and we've come a long way, even though it doesn't seem like it. What I always recommend to people, and I think this is just a great opportunity for a practice, take out your cell phone, record a video to yourself talking about what's going on in your life, what are you excited for, what are you afraid for, what are you most proud of, what do you regret the most, and then do it again next month, and then do it again next month, and then you will always have some sort of personal perspective of what's actually going on. When we look back at social media, it's like, oh, yeah, everything looks good. But there's always a story under there. So right. I think you telling your story to yourself is a great opportunity for perspective in the future. Yeah, and I love how you're recording that every month because so many times we get to a point and we don't remember what was going right. on a month or two months ago. And we can't see the growth. We can't see the progress. And then we're wired for negativity. So the mind will jump in and say, you know, Kevin, you know what, Jeff? You haven't done crap. Like mm. it just, you're not, what are you doing this for? Right. And and that's where we've got to battle, battle that negative dog. So speaking of negative, I know you had some trials and tribulations in, in your life and some challenges, you know, where, where you were near suicide or had some suicide thoughts. I, I'd mm. love to have you share kind of that dark period because right now out of COVID, People are more depressed, they're more anxious, they're more stressed. Suicide rates are at all-time highs. So I'd love to describe kind of that journey of, of darkness and then how, how you got out of it. Yeah, I one of the things I always start with is my internal state and my external state were drastically different. And I was okay. afraid, I was just afraid people were going to find that out. So I was 26 years old. I was making the most money I'd ever made. I had a sports car. I had the body of my dreams. I had all of the quote unquote measurements of success. I end up getting to the end of the year. I have my final pay stub in hand. My goal was to make $100,000 at 26 with no college degree. That was my goal because I assumed that would fix all my problems, especially gotcha. the internal ones. And I opened up my pay stub and I made the money and I realized that nothing internally shifted. It almost got worse in a way because I thought this was going to be the key to open the big door and it didn't. Right. So in that moment, I realized that for most of my life, I'd lived unconsciously, especially that year. I spent an entire year unconsciously making money so it would fix problems that I didn't realize I even had. The opposite of unconscious is hyperconscious. So I started a podcast a few months later called the Hyperconscious mm -hmm. Podcast. 
I fell in love with the podcast as I fell out of love with my job because I realized I don't want to do what it takes to make the money. I've already reached the peak and I don't want to do it again. I Got know it. what's at the top of the peak isn't what I want. So I start calling out of work. I start leaving the job site early. I was a foreman for a weatherization company. So we okay. would go into uh, state-owned buildings and make them more energy efficient. Gotcha. So I go from being a very good employee to just not not a good employee at all. And I'm just leaving jobs early, leaving tons of money on the table. And it kept getting worse and worse where that year there was a ton of travel. So I was spending weeks and months on the road. Mm -hmm. And I knew I didn't want to do it anymore, but I didn't know what to do. I felt trapped. I felt stuck. I felt hopeless. I felt helpless. I felt like I didn't want to go back and start from scratch again because I had reached the top. I'd reached the peak. So I woke up in a hotel room in New Jersey, which is six hours from where I lived. We were working a job that week there. Uh, alarm clock goes off at 5.15. I sit up. I slide to the edge of the bed. I'm lacing up my work boots. And the best way to explain it, Jeff, that morning is there's 10 televisions on in my head at the same time, and every mm -hmm. single one is on a different station. Okay. One is saying you're stuck at this job forever. I know you want to leave. I know you hate this, but you'll never find anything like this again. Mm. There's no way. You got lucky. You're never going to find something like this again. Okay. If you do leave, if you work up that courage, what are your friends going to think? You make more money than any of your friends. There's a lot of significance there. What's your family going to think? Your family is super proud of you. You kind of made it. You made it out of the mud. They, they mm -hmm. kind of look up to you for that. And the, the loudest one for me was, if you do leave your job, what are you going to do? You're going to do this podcast thing? Like, that's not going to work. You're just going to be a podcaster? So in that moment, I felt that if I was to take my life, I would take my problems with me. And here I am six hours away from anybody who loves me, having these dark thoughts in this crusty hotel room. But I felt safe enough to reach out to one of my buddies. Okay. I'm very, I'm very blessed that I have a tight-knit a tight knit group of people around me, which is very quality human beings. So I reached out to my buddy, who's now my business partner, and I said, hey, Alan, I'm struggling, brother. I'm having these thoughts. I'm having these feelings. I'm having these emotions. I don't know what to do. Like, what am I supposed to do? And he talked me off the ledge, so to speak, and he said something very powerful that really shifted my life. He said, Kev, over the last couple of years, your awareness has shifted so much, but your environments have remained the same. Okay. I think it's time for you to change your environment. So I ended up leaving that job three or four months later and then starting the journey of being the brokest entrepreneur you can be and trying to figure all that out. And something interesting happened, though. When I left the job, I soon thereafter became the brokest I had ever been but I was the most fulfilled I ever been. Hmm. And that was an interesting thing for me where I realized, oh, I'm on a mission now. I feel like I have purpose. I yep. feel like I have growth and contribution. I am fulfilled. Everything started to shift then when I understood I have been chasing happiness and I have been chasing significance. Now I am experiencing fulfillment. And that was just a drastically different life to, to start really. I, I love couple things, right? The internal versus external was so mismatched, right? That, that, that was where a lot of the, the, the rub was the unhappiness, the, the, the despair. And then two kudos to you for, for reaching out and having such a close knit group because so many people, especially out of COVID, right? We were, we're so connected by social, but we're so isolated. A lot of people don't have yeah. that person that they could call and say, give me a perspective, like I'm, I'm struggling or they feel like when they ask for help or say it, that it's a weakness, right? Where I, it's a sign of strength, right? You're, you're, you're 
And people want to help. We inherently want to help. Everybody wants to help somebody else, especially if you're going through a dark time. Sometimes you can have one conversation with somebody and it can change the trajectory of their life forever. So I, I love that you, you had that piece. And then you know, chasing happiness versus fulfillment, chasing that, that external reward. So incredibly powerful. I mean, here you are, 26, hitting six figures thinking, okay, when I get there, right. And that's, that's the other misconception where we're fed by it, by media and news and, and marketers all day long, right. Yeah. You're going to hit this destination. You're never going to have to work again. You're on a white Sandy beach with a crystal blue ocean. And you know, there's rainbows and unicorns running. It, it just doesn't happen. And it's yeah. so interesting. You mentioned that story because I did the same thing when I launched my book and I, I hit the bestseller list and I thought it was going to be like, <laughs> it was like, okay, there's not, that's it. Right. Yeah. And, and, and it's so, so incredibly powerful. So consistency, let's get back to that. Why do you think it's so important? And why do so many people just get caught up in not staying as consistent as they should be? I think to your point, I don't necessarily want to say people are lied to. I think people are misinformed and they have false expectations. So okay. if, if you were to say Jeff calls me tomorrow and says, Hey Kev, we're going for a run. I'm going to ask a series of questions, especially because I'm not, I'm not a big runner. So I'm going to ask probably more questions than your average person. But one of my questions is what time are we going? Mm -hmm. Second question is where are we going? Third question is how long is this run going to be? Right. The reason I want to know how long the run's going to be is so I can kind of, shift my expectations. Yep. With a lot of people, I think their expectations are, I will blow up quickly. Therefore, mm -hmm. I do not have to be consistent. So it's almost like if you go into the race with the expectation of, I'm going to sprint off the line and I only got to do one lap, you're already set up for failure. Where if you understand this is a 26.2 mile race and this is a marathon, not a sprint, my expectations are already different. So my first mile I'm not necessarily thinking about how long that took. The second mile, I'm not thinking about how long that took. I'm thinking about how do I get across the finish line eventually. Mm -hmm. So I think one of the reasons it's so hard for people is because number one, they don't get into something with the understanding and the expectation that they must be consistent. Mm -hmm. And then to your original or our original point, the success in the beginning is very minimal. Yep. And it's just short-lived. I mean, it's, there really is no, there is no success in the beginning. So... It's uber important for many reasons. Number one being you can't win without it. Number two being as you are more consistent, you start to build self-trust with yourself and that starts to leak into your identity. I am the type of person who blank. Yep. I am the type of person who gets up when my alarm clock goes off, whatever it is. It starts to leak into your identity and your behaviors and your identity are really quite linked in terms of what you're going to do. The other thing is, and this is the interesting thing, you might be actually on track for higher levels of success than you actually realize, but if you stop, you'll never get there. So mm -hmm. this is my analogy. I talked to somebody the other day. They said, hey, my podcast sucks. I'm not getting any downloads. I don't know what to do. I said, how many downloads do you have? They said, I have 1,000 downloads in the first year. I said, cool, so didn't we. Why, why is that bad? Why does that mean you're wrong? What if you're, right. you're just off of your expectations? 1,000 in a year is not bad considering you can do a million in five. That understanding of the year to year, the, the month to month, the day to day, it's not that important. It's only as important as the length of time you're going to do something for. And then the last thing I always say, I always use the video game analogy. With consistency, 
you might pick up a sword on level one that you don't use till level 10. But if you quit at level nine, you're never going to get the benefits of the sword. I think that's a really good way to think about things is I'm using things now and understanding things now that I learned five years ago. I just never had the opportunity to use or implement. Now I do. Now that's kind of like a Mario Kart booster later in life. Yeah, so, so true. I mean, I'll, I'll piggyback off of that statement. I mean, when I started my podcast, when I was in corporate America, I was the last guy to speak in a room of 80, mm. terrified to speak up in a group. Now I get paid to speak in front of hundreds and hundreds. Of, the only way I did it was by the podcast. And then that led to something else. And I would also say expectations, right? We have this unrealistic expectation that everything's going to go perfectly. Great story about Jack Nicholas, all time greatest golfer. He used to expect six or seven bad shots in his round because it's just, it happens, but he knew they were coming. He knew he'd bounce back right away. And if we have that mentality, Boy, you're going to be so much more resilient. You're going to you're going to show grit. You're going to keep going, and and you're going to be more consistent in what you're doing. And I I think that expectation so many times causes us to be unhappy, mm-hmm. and then causes us to quit because we say, well, it didn't happen the way I expected. It's never going to happen, right? That's yeah. that defeatist kind of victim mentality. That if you haven't practiced, it's kind of our default as a human being. That's our default nature. So it's no necessarily nothing wrong with you. It's just, Hey, that's how we're wired. So you need to be around people like Kevin, right? That, that spread the message. And, you know, it's amazing when you're just consistent and just think about that, the video game, right? If, if you're on the ninth level, all you have to go is one more level, then you'll be able to use that sword or use what you've learned. And that is the moment of breakthrough that you've been waiting for. You just got to have that tenacity, that grit, that consistency over and over to see it through. So one one other thing I wanted to ask you about is is obviously the podcast. Congrats on your success and, you. and staying with it. That's fantastic. What has been the one or two things that you have found starting a podcast and then staying consistent and and having it be a part of your growth that has been most beneficial? I would say I call it the uh, the four thirty a.m. lawyer. Okay, like. Anytime you have the opportunity to do something you know you should, you also get the excuses that are like the strongest. Okay. So I love podcasting, but there have been, I mean, innumerable, uncountable amount of times that I didn't want to record the episode. I love it. I'm blessed to do it. But like, honestly, I don't want to do it all the time. Sometimes it sucks and I'm tired and I don't want to do it. It's really helped me understand that the excuse does not lead to fulfillment. Gotcha. I'm always grateful I did it after, even if I don't want to do it in the moment. Same with a good workout, yep. right? So that's been one thing for me is your mind is always going, even if you have the opportunity to do something great, your mind is going to try to trick you to do the easiest thing possible. And you got you to gotta really understand yourself and your excuses at a deep level. The other part is very much to, to what you just said, the confidence that comes with doing something so often. It's just at this point, I'm more confident on the microphone and on camera than in anywhere else, but it's only because I have the reps and I've focused on improving through the reps So deliberate practice. That's been, been very, very interesting as well. And then the last thing I would say is the importance of making sure that you're improvement oriented. I've been on podcasts that have thousands of episodes and I was very underwhelmed and it was very clear to me that they did the episodes, but they didn't review and they didn't do it with the intention of getting better. 
Right. That's a completely different life. It's not about the amount of reps. It's about the amount of reps with preparation, with reflection, with perfection. Mm -hmm. That level of focus has really, really helped as well. And I didn't understand the importance of that early on. Yeah. And it goes back to that reflecting, right? And and so many times I feel like we're in a busy, 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 busy culture, mm -hmm. right? I mean, if you ask hundred people on the street, how was your day? 99 will come back and just say busy. I mean, I asked you before we jumped on today, how's, how's your week been? You said productive. I say the same thing, right? It's the language we speak, but when you're busy, 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 you don't spend any time reflecting mm -hmm. and that reflection, it could be painful at times and it is going to be painful at times, but that's how you grow is listening to your episode and, and hearing yourself articulate and ask questions and what, what better ways that you can do it. So yeah, I love, love all these strategies and, and these tips. Kevin, where can people find you? They want to look you up. They want to listen to the podcast. Yeah. I always just say search next level university. That's our podcast. Uh, we're on all the podcast platforms. We're on YouTube. We do seven episodes a week. So we're, we'll be there in your pocket every day. You'll either love us or get sick of us. One of those two. And then uh, if you want to reach out to me directly, my handle on Instagram is at neverquitkid. And then I'm Kevin Palmieri on Facebook and LinkedIn. Awesome. Kevin, thanks so much for being on the show. Of course. My pleasure, Jeff. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Have an amazing, amazing rest of your day. Rise, fight, love, repeat. Get after it. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to your Hidden Edge podcast. You are now part of the movement part of a tribe who's on a mission to uncover their hidden edge. We're stronger together. So please share this. Show up with one person in your network that you want to help. Together, we can empower others and connected, we can make a dent in the universe.